This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. It is 2017, and your WWE Universal Champion is Bill Goldberg, ladies and gentlemen. Vince McMahon has lost his damn mind. I'm Ryan Drosty from TopRopePress.com, and this is Top Rope Nation coming at you live here on YouTube with our post-WWE Fastlane show, and I am joined by a full panel tonight. I'm going to introduce them here one by one, and then we're going to get right into the main event because I know that's what everyone wants to talk about. So first off... Jack Gallagher's number one fan. Here he is, Mr. Justin Joint. Justin, I just want, actually, as I introduce you guys, give me a grade, A through F. What would you give WWE Fastlane? So, Justin, how's it going tonight, and what's your grade? Um, my grade is... <sighs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, um, you know what? It, it, it had a lot of good matches. Um, I have taken some laxatives, so I'm ready to shit all over that ending. But uh, there was enough good stuff that I would say uh, uh, B minus. All right. I, that might be generous compared to how I'm feeling right now. Uh, oh, kind of interesting considering you're ready to shit all over it and give it a B minus. <laughs> and there you hear him talking there. That is uh, Mr. Kyle Ross, SmackDown extraordinaire for Top Row Press. He kind of cross party lines tonight and watch the raw only pay-per-view kyle <laughs> what would you give it you're, yeah you're a uh, wwe swing voter these days <laughs> yeah i'll tell you i'm a swing voter all right <laughs> um what grade would i i don't like doing that you're not gonna i know you've been talking to jamie horowitz a lot lately here and <laughs> running these shows i'm not, i don't know i'm i don't want to give any hot takes um I think there was a lot of potential there for tonight's show, but the agents let the wrestlers down is my takeaway from the show. I know that a lot of people are going to, particularly the three of you maybe, are going to piss and moan about the main event result. I don't think the results necessarily, because we, we figured what the, re the results were what we thought they were for the most point, except for the women's matches, uh, were what the, we thought they'd be. Um, results didn't bother me. I think the layout of the matches did. How would you feel if we all took a shot of whiskey every time we talked about a bad booking decision tonight, Kyle? 
well, I've already done that, so we're in a lot of trouble already. <laughs> <laughs> I, I screwed up. I, I for about three quarters of the way through the fast lane, I was like, oh, crap, I'm supposed to do that podcast. I got to stop drinking. This is Coca-Cola, <laughs> by the way, anymore. No more no more Jack Daniels. Anymore. It looks like straight straight vodka to me. A Gene Okerlund special. <laughs> and uh, the fourth member of our panel tonight, ladies and gentlemen, uh, making his return to Top Rope Nation. He was with us after the Royal Rumble. Uh, back at the end of the yeah, at the end of January, uh, if I can think straight, <laughs> this is from the Oversell Podcast, Mr. Derek Schropel. Derek, what's up? Have you guys oh, seen unleash the Vinny? Kraken. Have you have you guys seen my cousin Vitty? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a quote I'm going to use to describe this pay per view. Dog shit. Dog shit. <laughs> Fucking dog shit. Look. That's what you've got here is dog shit. That oh. that seriously is one of the worst pay-per-views I've ever watched in my life. I mean, WCW Sin called and said, man, that was bad. Oh, come on. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's just. Come on. WCW it, it's Sin a, is very bad. It, it was, exactly. And this, I, to me, this one was worse. And it's not just because you had a 19-second match for the Universal title. It's you ended a pay-per-view winning streak for Charlotte. You had Braun Strowman go down to Roman Reigns on a B-show pay-per-view, which, you know, a loss here would not have hurt Roman Reigns at all and would have done so much for, I think, for Braun, because uh, that was an undefeated streak as well. He hadn't been beaten in a single one-on-one match, right? That's yeah. just coming to Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, had, you had what should have been interference and a DQ in your women's title match to where the ref was like, and eh, whatever, what the, whatever the hell you want to do, go ahead and do it. Sasha Banks. You want to interfere in the match, interfere in the match. And we'll end Charlotte's pay-per-view streak right there from top to bottom, barring one match, one match. And that's the cruiserweight match. This was a shit pay-per-view. I'm uh, pretty much on board with almost everything you said, <laughs> to be honest with you. I thought, yeah, the booking, as, as Kyle said, the booking on the show is something I think we're all going to agree with. Uh, it depends when you say booking. I don't know if it was, again, the results for the most part don't bother me. It was the way the matches were structured. That, like the agents are the people like, I, I just don't know if they weren't trying tonight, but I felt that um, the stories were there to be told. They just weren't told. Properly, I just felt that every match was kind of pedestrian um, in the middle of the show. Holy God almighty, did that thing come to a crashing halt? Well, they told a hell of a story in the main event, Kyle. Just a hell of a story. <laughs> the story was there. There was no story is the problem. So, all right. Oh, we're starting with the main on. event. You are still on board. Yeah, first of all, who is controlling the Twitter feed tonight? I mean, my God. Is it right part news? <laughs> The Twitter feed tonight at TR Nation Podcast. I would say Justin had most of our best tweets. I will take responsibility though for the tweet that Kyle's referring to. And we talked about this before uh before Kyle joined the show. I had tweeted that I have a theory that some of those Goldberg chants are being piped into the arena. And you know what? Derek and Justin both agree with me, Kyle. You are outnumbered again. I've been outnumbered my whole life, man. <laughs> I don't think it's it's that out of the question. I don't think this is conspiracy theory stuff. If if you watch the intro, Kyle, let me just lay out my case for you. You watch the intros for that match. This is the, silly. 
No, it is not because WCW did this. So why can't WWE do it? They're repeating their booking logic. They did do it. Uh, So if you watch the intros to the match, Goldberg got this massive ovation, right? When the theme when the theme music ends and they introduce both guys, Owens clearly got the bigger reaction from the crowd. Clearly, wasn't even close. I don't know about that. After Goldberg, oh oh, that that pop was just you you definitely yeah could tell. And then after Goldberg won the title, the reaction was pretty low key. And if you go back and you watch the end of the match, you'll hear that the audio you hear is mostly a direct soundboard feed of Goldberg's theme music after the match with almost no crowd noise whatsoever. So I think those Goldberg chants were being somewhat assisted. It's not like nobody was chanting Goldberg, but I think there was some assistance coming in on the PA during his entrance. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Yeah, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Remember Mr. Perfect couldn't spit that out at WrestleMania 10? (laughs) I would also... I I think there's something to it. Go ahead, Justin. I would also point out that, and and this isn't exactly related to that, but every time Kevin Owens rolled out of that ring, that wasn't to booze. That was to cheers. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Every Yeah, every time he delayed the start of the match, the people were going crazy. Well, maybe that was people who listened to our preview show on Thursday and liked my take. <laughs> well, they, uh, I think that, I do think that was a heavy Chicago crowd there tonight. 90 minutes up the road from Chicago, known for the, uh, the cheering of the, uh, kind of like a smarky crowd. You know, they cheer the guys that are popular on the internet. And they're, they're definitely cheering Kevin Owens tonight. Yeah. Bra- bravo to that crowd tonight, even with all that filler in the middle with Rusev and Jinder and uh, all that stuff. Yeah, they they, they that? stayed in it the entire time. Yeah. It shows that they had no idea what they were doing going in the show. Hey, let's just go stick Jinder Mahal and Rusev out there and we'll, we can waste 20 or 30 minutes just on crap. Well, you know, yeah. I. I've said this before with these Raw and SmackDown pay-per-views. They'd be better off being closer to two hours than three. I mean, there's just so much wrestling on a weekly basis. And, you know, that it's not a bad thing. I mean, people, you know, I don't know. I guess they're worried about not giving the people their money's worth. People expect three hours from a pay-per-view. But, man, I just feel if you would have eliminated, and I'm sure at some point we'll get to it, that whole Rusev, Jr. Mahal mess in the – this show, I don't know if you, I mean, it doesn't sound like there was anything that could have saved it from for your from your guys' perspective, but I just think it would have flowed a little bit better. I mean, that that thing came to a crashing halt during that segment. The, the uh, Cesaro, uh, Mahal, and the show, Rusev thing. I mean, it was just needless. It accomplished nothing either. And... They, I mean, they're booking this so that the crowd is going to shit on them again, just like they did at WrestleMania 20. They, they have a, uh, a red-hot up-and-comer with Kevin Owens, and just the way they booked it, and I, I, I feel like they almost even kind of hurt the him and Jericho thing. Uh, I, I See, I wouldn't go... I don't think they hurt Owens. The story is going to be that he was shocked by Jericho appearing. It caught him totally off guard, and that's why he lost. I I don't think... I get somewhat where you guys are coming from, believe it or not. Uh, I will admit that, in that there was a time in WWE where talent was always recognized, and you didn't have to worry about a guy um, maybe getting shunted down the card 
if he was talented, like Kevin Owens is. Um, and there is a worry that Kevin Owens maybe could take a back seat moving forward. But to me, he was protected tonight, believe it or not. I, I know that that sounds crazy because he lost 22 seconds. I thought he was protected with the Jericho finish. Okay, yeah, I, I, I co-sign that. Storyline-wise, it does all make sense. Just from a, a smart standpoint where that's going to be the majority of the crowd at WrestleMania – I just I think they're gonna they're gonna boo that match. I mean, well, I said on Thursday. That, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I said uh, I'll let you go. I said on Thursday, and I'll repeat it now. The Goldberg Lesnar match, as much as I've stumped for Goldberg, or you guys make me like his biggest apologist. Um, <laughs> it's not a compelling storyline. You know, Brock Lesnar getting over the Goldberg hump in my opinion. Like, I'm not excited about the match, to be honest with you. If Goldberg was working Roman Reigns at Mania, that would be compelling, but Goldberg-Lesnar, not so much. So you think it needed the title to make it interesting? Is that what you're saying? What, Goldberg-Lesnar? Yeah. Um, The answer's no there, by the way. From... (laughs) No, see, I can see why, because they've done the match already. So I'm, I'm thinking of this through and looking at the WWE's lenses. In their mind, it's the bigger feud. In their mind, they need something to make it a little more special than what they did the last time. So I can see why they did it. But do I personally care about the match? Eh, not really. So that would make it a bad booking decision. Um, Goldberg beating Kevin Owens in a vacuum is not a bad booking decision. Goldberg beating Kevin Owens to lose to Brock Lesnar is questionable. Well, do you agree now that the uh, do you agree now that the Goldberg lesnar storyline has less heat behind it than owens and jericho like we talked about on the show recently words against me there i think i said that from wwe's perspective well what do you what do you think from the fan perspective what's the hotter angle i don't know it depends what fan you're talking about from you three i know what you three the ones that matter your average wwe fan that's plugged into social media and everything is that your average wwe fan though Yes. Yeah, I don't it, know is. it is in 2017. Is. Yes, I don't know what the average WWE fan is anymore. You're, you're, I mean, I saw that front off. row tonight, man. I don't want to be associated with those guys to save my life. That you, all right, the Red we, we've Sox cut jersey. Derek off. Yeah, let's hear what Derek's got to say. So yeah. I'm going to yeah. ask you guys a question that was asked to me by one of my buddies. Um, Jericho interfering, and if once I ask you this question, it's going to turn everything I think about that around. If Jericho... If the, he knows he's going to have a match with Kevin Owens at WrestleMania for the title, why would he distract him and help him lose it? Yes, amen. That's why it didn't make sense for either him or Lesnar to interfere in this match. Mm-hmm. Other I didn't than, think okay, about that. The, the one kayfabe reason I would throw out there is that Jericho wants to strip uh, Kevin Owens of the one thing that means something to him. Yes. That's the title. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be the storyline. They should address that. And getting back to, didn't wasn't Ryan the one who was like going all 90, 1997 on us on the last show? Because remember how in that cage match, um, the one where 
Brett started cursing at Vince McMahon afterwards. You know the yeah, one I'm talking yeah, yeah. about, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I put the sound clips on our podcast. Okay, I guess Psycho mm-hmm. said. Remember, they actually did a very neat bit of storytelling where the guys that they were facing, the respective guys that they were facing at WrestleMania that year, Brett facing Austin, Sid facing Taker, were actually interfering on their Mania opponent's behalf because they wanted the title match. Yeah, Austin was helping Brett yeah. win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which was kind of interesting. And, and I get where you're coming from from that. But yeah, I think the storyline is going to be, well, Jericho just wanted to cost Owens the thing that you know he held most dearly. And I think that will work. The counter argument to that is, well, if he wanted to strip him of his most valued possession, why wouldn't he want to do it himself? Yeah, well, he's the, he's the U.S. champion, as you know. Oh, yay. So this eight. match is going to be for the U.S. title. So <laughs> A title that goes back to 1975 and is steeped <laughs> yeah, in tradition. That, that's been defended uh, twice in the past three months. <laughs> I still don't know why they took it off Rusev. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Hey, hey, you know what? Rain. Let's talk about something positive. I want to talk about how about Rusev's new haircut. Oh I yeah, I thought that was a that's a damn good haircut. He is a handsome man, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I had to find something positive. Other okay, than Jack Gallagher and Neville. We're, we're we're totally missing the real story of the night. Oh, the, the story. Roman Reigns' new shoes. Oh, <laughs> we went we went after this on the Twitter account. Yeah, that was weird. Did he forget his boots? I think that's why we had all the filler. They were looking for his boots. <laughs> was it say Thurman Thomas at the Super Bowl situation? Exactly, exactly that. <laughs> oh, I could just see Vince at Gorilla. Oh, Reigns lost his shoes. Send gender and what's his name out there. Yeah, just book something. Oh. This is Milwaukee. This is a blue collar town. You think you could find some boots for Christ's sakes? Oh, I'll play with Jinderball. Well, you know, it, by the way, do was, what? Uh, Doctor uh, Zahorian's phone number apparently. My God! <laughs> oh, 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 we're going there now. <laughs> I mean, Jesus! This guy was freaking Jay. I mean, either he did like just a massive amount of bench pressing and arm curls before the show, or something's going on. <laughs> Allegedly, that, I thought that was one of my better tweets tonight. I had said that. Uh, I wondered if getting strangled by one of Jinder Mahal's veins would be an applicable excuse for calling in sick to work. I mean, yeah. He, I mean, geez, that's I mean, actually in my notes. <laughs> there's no way I was the only one here who thought when this Jinder Mahal walked on screen on the pre-show, I think it was, and said, what the hell has happened here, man? He was jacked. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he was like okay. Lex Luger in 1992 jacked. All right, here's my question is Reigns went over Strowman, who they've been building up for eight months. And so did they do that to, for some reason, lift him up to face The Undertaker, who we don't need anybody to be lifted up to face him at WrestleMania? I'll take it. I mean, again, I didn't have a problem with the result of the match. I think the layout was a little underwhelming. I mean... Roman Reigns, look, people bitch about him and maybe they don't want him in the top spot, but the bottom line is he is in the top spot. And it's not like Braun Strowman like had only started this. He'd been undefeated for, what, eight months or something like that? That's what you do. You, you build up 
heels to lose to your top baby faces. And you can complain that Roman Reigns should be a top baby face, but he is. But well, do you I guess it, 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 at a, a B show pay per view, though? Yes, there it is. WWE Fastlane? Yeah, I would I mean, argue to, that they didn't me, view this as a B show match. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm with Derek here. You, I agree with what Kyle's saying. That is why you build up a heel to lose to your strong top baby face. But again, yeah, this match had hardly any hype behind it whatsoever. Oh, I disagree with that. I thought this match was well built. Yeah, I Kyle, this is Kyle WWE Fastlane, though. Don't you? What you want to well, say? We're on the road to WrestleMania. Didn't you hear the sound all the time? I mean, we're we're we're, hey, we're stupid. What, what I mean by yeah. the build, though, you guys, is that again, this is a show that has hardly any hype behind it at all. This is this is filler until you get to WrestleMania. So to have Strowman built up for months and months and months and months to lose this match makes no sense. And I can't believe Kyle, you have no problem with this match finish at all. Because I, I don't have doesn't. Problem. I do not have a problem with Strowman losing now. Reigns well, doesn't need this win. What does Reigns need the win for? Well, because he's going in to face The Undertaker at WrestleMania. I, I, Strowman, in their mind, what I can see them doing is he'll win the Andre Battle Royal. At yeah. he, he better have. Uh-oh. We lose Derek. Lost Derek. He'll I'm be so back. Sorry, I All shouldn't right. have said that. That was uh, I, completely out of line. I want to I want to kayfabe defend Braun Strowman and Nia Jax. They both got to a point where they could win the match. And they both got overconfident and weren't looking for the win. They were looking to destroy. Strowman decided to go to the top rope, which he's never done. And that cost him the match. Same with Nia Jax. She hit uh, a, a vicious side slam on Sasha Banks. Leg drop. And then decided to pick her up and whip her around the hair instead of just going for the pin. That is kayfabe defense. So, no, I love what you just said because do you know what the problem with the Reigns-Strowman match was? Again, this goes back to agenting, which is my main complaint about this show. Is that it was laid out almost identically to the Banks-Jacks match. Yeah. And that, and not, not to mention you had the Joe Zane match where you had, you know, in, in that case, the Monster Heel did win. But, you know, th those three matches were kind of laid out all identically the same. Where the baby face got some hope spots, and in two of the three cases wound up winning, um, but they they were all laid out very identically. And and again, that's my problem with this show. I, I just feel that the agents really mm, they didn't earn their money tonight. They just right. kind of phoned it in. We got Derek back. Derek, sorry, remember where you were at there before? Before yeah, you lost I just want to say if they're gonna put Braun in Good. the battle. Royal, the Andre, the Giant, blah, blah, blah. He better have the most dominant performance that any person has had. Like, I'm thinking he comes out at one and he just in, it just gets rid of everybody throughout the whole match. That's just how they need to book him. Yeah, I agree. I, I still, I don't get the booking here because, like, we're talking about Reigns. Reigns is facing the Undertaker either way. And, Kyle, don't you think in WWE's mind, Reigns is already established? Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, why have him lose? I don't know. I mean, what are you going to do? Because Strowman's not established. I think he's kind of established. I mean, what are you going to do with Strowman then? If Strowman wins this, what do you do with him at Mania? Exactly to Derek's point. You have him just freaking dominate the Andre. The Well, you could do it anyway. I mean, it's a battle royal. 
Well, I mean, they could have done something to where if they wanted to set up Reigns Taker, like maybe a gong hits, the lights go out for a sec, and that gives Reigns enough time or Braun enough time to get a win there. They could have done something. I don't know. They did that at the last zone. show, though, is the only thing. They, they did the, you know, Reigns had the match won and lost by interference at the last show. I think that just the general problem is that they spent eight months building up a monster to get beat by somebody who didn't need it be- to go against an opponent who didn't need him to be lifted up in that way. There was a Agreed, way, Justin. there was a way to save everybody in this situation. Yeah. Yep. I'm just let them fight. You know what? They went outside the ring, fight all outside the ring, get a double count out, something like that. Oh, come on. You're not going to want a double count out on this show. I mean, it would have been, I'd, yeah. could they have done worse on this show? No. <laughs> <laughs> That says it all right there. I mean, it's just like I said, welcome to WCW Sin. My name is Mike Tanay, and we've <laughs> got a shot card for you tonight. WCW Sin. I, <laughs> welcome you to December, more, you guys December more, to Dismember. I'm more interested in watching WCW Sin now than I was at the time. That's the show where Sid broke his leg, right? I believe so. I think it was. And I, is that I, the one where the uh, it was um, Vampiro versus the Kiss Demon with? No, that was a different one. I feel. was that but okay. That I'm telling you, man. Great era of wrestling history, right here. We we are far uh, enough away from those WCW pay per views where I just think that we've forgotten how truly awful they were. Some well, of them nothing, were. nothing Some was were. worse than 1999 and after WCW. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, WWE honestly could attempt uh, actually to be that bad and still wouldn't be. Actually, I can bring up one thing that was just as bad, and that was WWE ECW. <laughs> that was pretty December, bad December to December was a very bad show yeah. oh man that whole and you know what that gave us that that did give us Jack Swagger as the all-American American so I guess I can't hate them too much Christian was a decent champion although no one cared Tommy Dreamer was a great champion I thought in WWE ECW yeah yeah know. nothing was bad as second half of 99 WCW on so let's when, uh let's talk about something positive here you guys before all our viewers turn we already did we did here. rusev's haircut <laughs> well oh. yeah that, that too hey i i do see we have a few people watching right now so if you're watching us live it seems like most of our viewers each week they're they're watching on demand we got a decent amount of people watching live right now there's a chat room let us know what you thought of the show tonight we'll give you a shout mm-hmm. out on the air uh but uh jack gallagher yes. let's talk about jack gallagher the manliest man in WWE, Kyle Ross. Jack Gallagher, a legit shoot fighter, 2-0 in MMA, had an unbelievable match tonight with Neville. No. So here's the thing. So coming after the clusterfuck that was the uh, Rusev Mahal segment, <laughs> I was like, what poor placement? I'm like, if I'm in the audience right now, I'm like, my God, if I've there's never been a better time to, you know, go run and, you know, go number two at a WWE pay-per-view than right now. But those two actually won the crowd over, um, which is something you have not been able to say a lot about the cruiserweight division. Um, and they actually want to, <laughs> I mentioned this to you guys off air, a buddy of mine, he's a guy who does not follow wrestling regularly, but he explicitly said, I want to watch WWE more. So I invited him over and he looks, he sees this get and he sees Gallagher come out and his exact quote was, this is before the match starts. Anyone who likes this guy should be cast then. And by the end of the match, he's like, you know, this is actually kind of good. So yeah, I was going to ask you, what did he say by the end? Was he, yeah, no, he, he the, the headbutts really won him over. I mean, he, he reacted. I mean, it was one of the, 
I think in terms of exceeding expectations, that was the only match that did all night. So that so it's going to be artificially inflated as best match. I'm not sure. I'm going to say that right now. Um, but it certainly was the only match that exceeded expectations, but that has to do with the fact that expectations for any cruiserweight match these days is very low. I think it absolutely was the best match. I can't even... The only other match that might compete for best match... Uh, I mean, Rain Strowman was pretty good and probably Joe Zane. Oh, now you like Rain Strowman. Also. No, the match itself. I'm not oh, talking match? about the finish. The match itself was, was a decent match, I thought. Okay. But... Uh, yeah, I think Gallagher and Neville was the best match, in my I'll opinion. Go, I have to go, but, you know, I don't know. I've had a lot to drink. I, I, you know, I, I've, I've got to reevaluate things. I don't like to go on the record right away. I've got to watch things a second time. I don't want to take anything away from uh, Jack Gallagher because all me and Ryan do is blush over him. But, man, going from amazing, high-flying, the man that gravity forgot, Neville, to this heel where he is like not only being a heel, but he is wrestling like a heel is just terrific. I mean, Neville is on another level right now. And that just played into uh, Jack being a great baby face with, with the head butts. And obviously uh, head bunning doesn't make a slapping noise, but it it was, it was all terrific. Uh, And the fact that, Neville needed the red arrow. He had to pull that out of the back of the deck, which he hasn't used in months to beat Jack Gallagher. They, they made a star out of him tonight. And, and, you know, we got to see Jack Gallagher actually do some flying as well with that through the ropes, dive, somewhat land on the guy. I, I loved it. Every part of that match. Um, it was just, to me, it was great storytelling. The one thing I think they need to start doing with the cruiserweights is they need to start intermingling with folks on Raw. They need to have maybe some six-man tag matches here and there, you know, mixed tag matches, something like that, just so it's not, oh, here's the purple ropes, time to watch the cruiserweights. I want to see them intermingling some storylines and six-man tags and stuff like that. The only issue is they'll never win. Well, that's a problem, but well, I, I agree. It makes them more relevant. Well, just imagine relevant. seeing, like, Roman Reigns and uh, who's another big baby face they, on Raw that they could use? Uh Goldberg. Chris Jericho. <laughs> oh, <Goldberg. laughs> well, we, you know, you're only going to get Goldberg now once I every couple Goldberg of months. Goldberg wants to team up with that youngster. You're just Gallagher. trolling us. You're just trolling but, us. But, now just, but like Roman Reigns, Jack Gallagher and insert face versus Neville and Kevin Owens and somebody else, you know, set up six man tags to where you're getting something different with the cruiserweights, not just, oh, here's the purple ropes. It's cruiserweight time. I'm just thinking, how great would it be to see a spot where Goldberg presses Gallagher on top of two heels? My God, that would be incredible. I don't want to see Goldberg anywhere near Jack Gallagher. I don't either. either. Gallagher might be able to take him in a street fight, to be honest with you. (laughs) Sin Cara could take Goldberg in a street fight, I think. Sin Cara could take anybody. (laughs) Um, But Am I wrong? And I don't know, maybe I'm being a... I hate using the term fuddy-duddy because it sounds stupid, but um, I get where everyone's with Gallagher, but do you think it would have been better if they would have let him be a heel first, be entertaining, and then go face? Do you think he would have gotten over more that way? No, I, I think he's inherently uh, likable. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, outside of uh, your friends who shit on him and well, no, he won them amazing, over. amazing serial WrestleMania. I, I think, I think it's a fair comment. If you look at some guy like to me, he kind of looks like a tool. Well, that, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. He Jack. doesn't look like Noam Dar. Like cool. I mean, a mustache, those tights, that it's not a cool guy. Okay, I mean, if but, you saw Jack Gallagher at the bar, you're not going to go be like, I want to hang out with that guy. But when talking pro graphs, I am not going to factor in a non pro wrestling fan's opinion in any way, shape, or matter. Oh, that's what Vince McMahon does. <laughs> that's uh, part of the problem with the booking tonight. Um, I wanted to actually circle back to something Justin said earlier with Neville. I agree with it the most part. The only issue is, and I want to see if you guys think the same way, is him being an established guy that was around before the cruiserweight division, does it kind of, and him being so dominant since the heel turn, does it kind of reinforce the fact that these new guys aren't much to sneeze at like you know what i'm saying like it's like oh well neville you know here's a guy who was not pushed that much before but he kicks all these new guys asses is that an issue i just don't think he was established to that big of a degree before the the cruiserweight division i think he's first in the cruiserweight division that's what i'm saying the problem is he what like he wasn't that established so people were like oh this is neville okay he's kind of good he's kind of talented but he was not a huge star before the cruiserweight division came, and now he's kicking all these guys' asses. Is that an issue? Where it, It's kind of like the Brian Kendrick situation that we talked about, Ryan, once upon the show. Where it's like, all right, here's a guy from the past who's now kind of making look, this, the new crop kind of look like you know nothing special. I don't know. You can make that same argument for Braun Strowman. I mean, before the, before the brand split, he was just kind of a nobody. Everyone thought he was kind of a joke. And after the brand split, they okay. successfully made him into a monster. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it just speaks to maybe that they they need more world world class guys in this division, possibly. Like, I I just think the audience at large doesn't see the guys that came from the cruiserweight classic on Neville's level. No. I, I think again, maybe that's people outside the pro wrestling bubble. But I, I think that's the mentality for most people sitting in the, you know, row number five at these shows. So, kind of like a world class, uh, early thirties uh, indie superstar talent not being on the same class as uh, a fifty-year-old Goldberg. That <laughs> that, that kind of thing. I think that I think that most people, you know, I'll be honest. I think I think the people who don't see the talent on the level of Neville are probably the same people who are just fine with how the main event was booked tonight. Well, one thing I do want to mention is that if you looked at the final odds for this show before the show, the like what three matches were wrong. That's odd. See, I didn't have, I didn't look at it before I was cleaning my basement, which is yeah. Nia Jax was a huge favorite to win. She was like negative 1700 or something. And Maybe Vince was just in a bad mood tonight and just was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to get rolled up. I wish he would have changed it on the main event. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I didn't have a fin- uh, problem with that Sasha victory over, over Naya. I mean, 
I think in a perfect world, I probably would have had Nia win the match. But the way that it was booked, I thought it was okay with Sasha getting kind of like the surprise victory after Nia was too overconfident. Do you guys care less about the potential for a four-way, though, at Mania after the results of the two women's matches tonight? Because I kind of do. That wasn't probably the right way to build to the four-way to have the two heels lose tonight. Yeah, uh, I'm still waiting for the heel turn out of Banks. I was going to say, it all depends on what they do with Sasha Banks. She, yeah, but, she, she's the key to this entire thing. Oh, yeah, but don't you... All right, so... Given that they're doing a four-way, they probably don't have her turn before Mania. They probably have her turn during the match. After the match. They. Pull, a, pull a Chris Jericho on Shawn Michaels quick shot after the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the way to do it. But... I, I don't know. They, they can creep in some doubt. Like uh, Sasha turns on Bailey and says, "You're only champion because of what I've done." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. But, but yeah, but exactly. No, I agree with you, Justin. But if that's the story, why are Charlotte and Nia Jax even involved then? Because to me, if that's the story you're telling, I just kind of want to see Bailey and Sasha one on one. And yeah, and I agree. It, it would have worked better if Charlotte could have kept her pay-per-view streak intact yeah, and see as much as you guys complained about oh braun Strowman lost tonight oh that was unnecessary like i thought the sh- i thought charlotte's loss given how they built her streak up came across as far more of a throwaway than braun Strowman. and let me ask you guys this how much footage did botchamania get from that match that for this month <laughs> a lot i will be I mean, eagerly awaiting that one that that springboard into whatever the hell Bailey tried to do on yeah. Charlotte when she was hanging in the corner. What the hell was that? And it was weird because it seemed like she knew she was going to screw up the first time, so she stopped to do it again, and then it was still bad. Yeah, I think yeah. there were some pretty loud uh, spots being called in the Banks Nia Jax match too, if I remember <laughs> right. I'll probably make Botchmania. I, I gotta say. I, and I tweeted this. Charlotte is the best because she went for that moonsault, barely hit it, realized she barely hit it, hopped back up and hit a senton. Yep. Why not? That, I mean, that, that was just great. Yep. Is this an indictment of the talent that Raw has and SmackDown has? To, to me, the women's division on SmackDown just seems to be so untouchable compared to what Raw is doing these days. Yeah, well, you see, like the SmackDown division better. Yep. Yeah, I think it's more fresh. Personally, Raw's got the bigger stars, but I think SmackDown gets more out of the division. Yeah, I can agree to that. I can agree to that. Yeah. So let's see what else have we not covered? Well, you guys have any any more thoughts on Joe and Zayn open the show? I thought it was a pretty good match. Um, I mean, we we all knew Joe was going to win that match going in. It, yep. it was exactly what it was supposed to be. Like, like exactly. It was a solid match. Joe came out looking strong. It, it, it was perfect. I, I wish it, they would have maybe given some of the uh, Rusev gender time to maybe add a little bit to it. But even then, the argument could be made that that would have taken away from Joe being a monster. This was the only match that was agented properly. I can hear that. You know, another thing a lot of people give a lot of hate to, especially indie wrestlers, I am not going to name any names because they may be watching, but, you know, all this Kevin Owens is fat and guy in a t-shirt. I got to say this. 
Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe both look good in some suits tonight. How about that? That's something positive about this show, right? (laughs) I was thinking, that makes me think about this. I was thinking too with Kyle and your buddy that was watching and commenting on Gallagher. When, what, what, did he have any comments on Kevin Owens during the main event that he didn't look like a pro wrestler or Samoa Joe in the opening match? He did say he was fat, Kevin Owens. <laughs> and because, I, said, I mean, sometimes I this stuff doesn't matter. Um, I don't either. It was kind of funny. So I actually was at the NXT Cleveland show on Friday um, with people who are not casual fans. They're just – they follow everything. And there was a lot of body shaming of poor Cassius Ono going on by me. Oh. I said, you know what, you motherfuckers? <laughs> Come Don't on, man. WWE trap. I'm like, Barry Windham wasn't in great shape in 1992, and he could work circles around 95% of the guys oh. in the industry. Cassius Ono is just fine. I'm like, this whole idea, it's, it's so funny to me that, you know, people have kind of fallen into the typical WWE body type guy, whereas to me, that's never mattered. I mean, JBL for most of his run wasn't the most athletic-looking guy either. No, he wasn't. No, I mean, he wasn't good either in that title (laughs) reign. But, like, you know, Kevin Owens' title run, you know, it's pretty funny. I think in terms of the length of reign, probably pretty similar, actually, right? Or, no, JBL was longer. JBL was, like, WrestleMania, yeah. So JBL was a little longer, but, um, no, it, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I guess... If you look at Kevin Owens and you haven't watched wrestling, you might be like, oh, this guy doesn't look like a standard pro wrestler. But to me, that's never bothered me. And he certainly wasn't given an opportunity to make any kind of impact um, to to make you change your mindset on him tonight. Anybody going to be watching that New Japan 45th anniversary show? Hopefully. I haven't been watching as much New Japan lately as I need to. Oh, dude, Shibata's wrestling Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Oh, my God. I I can't wait. I mean, I'm not going to be one of those guys that wakes up at 4 in the morning to watch a show. I'll just watch (laughs) it later. But We got to shout out Abby here since we're talking New Japan. If if you guys watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, you need to check out Abby Arthur's stuff at Top Row Press. She she covers all the shows live for us, has the best previews of any New Japan shows on the internet. We got to get her back on the show here sometime soon but i'd love to talk to her because we also have to give abby a shout out for a different reason too ryan what's that she liked my comment that the new day is fucking terrible <laughs> yeah that whole ice cream thing like was that not the, some surreal shit like watching i mean what the hell was up with Big E? did he like take some <laughs> e right before they went out and, like he was <laughs> rubbing on everything and he ended up humping in the ice cream cooler and stuff like that i mean is that what happened did did big e take some e and it was was at that point that i was certain the main event was going to be a squash (laughs) i mean that was just so much filler just wasting time they didn't even show the ice cream they just showed an ice cream cooler like come on throw ice cream out there give something something I cracked up laughing with the when he started singing voices in my head. I thought that was hilarious. I, w- I was just going to say, when he started rapping Biggie, I popped for that. And I will say, we're on the subject of Abby, and she agreed with Kyle's comment about the New Day, but she also does oh. not like Bobby Roode's glorious theme song. That's, you know, I need to speak to her about that because I was. <laughs> 
on a Friday night was when NXT was here in Cleveland, and I, I um, Kyle, your mic's going haywire again. Oh no! <laughs> I think your wires getting crossed. Oh no! How does it sound right now? Shitty. Yeah. Oh yep. no! Oh, you have uh, to rejoin the show again, maybe like we did last time. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> the joys of a live show. Speaking of, of Abby, show. I don't know if she's watching. I I do know that she was not a fan of that main event finish either. So we got Abby on her side there. Well, yeah, it's just it, it, Raw just seems to be lazy to me. I don't know. It, it's just is. It, am I the only one that thinks that it's just it's lazy? No, it's, it's really just thrown together. It seems like like the whole like start plan. of the the start of the third hour of the show tonight was like the start of the third hour of a Raw episode. Just made no sense at all. Like yeah, like the Rusev Cesaro gender stuff that was all just kind of thrown together and odd the new day segment it was yeah they're, they're when you watch smackdown the show just has a very focused direction to it yeah. everything and raw doesn't have that at all smackdown is on good adderall it's focused it's <laughs> it's a laser sharp i mean it's it's perfect and raw is just the kid that doesn't have ADHD medications like oh let me do this 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 uh, uh. <laughs> oh look something shiny uh. I, I think we'd be singing a different tune if uh, Smackdown had an extra hour to fill I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it's been pretty questionable lately with some of their moves yeah how does my microphone sound about Static. the same I think you're, just, you're making more red editing work for Ryan now. <laughs> I'm not gonna have time to edit all this tonight if I want to get it up. So this is probably gonna stand. Sorry about the technical difficulties, folks. We usually have high standards here on Top Rope Nation, but it's late. <laughs> Bill Goldberg is the Universal Champion, and we just and, don't care. And, at this point. and I want to. I'm going to address this. I'm not going to take the argument of, oh, they're not part timers. They're big stars. Blah 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 blah. No, they are part timers. Back in the day when Hogan was his run, doing his run as world champion, he wasn't on TV every week or whenever, or, you know, whenever they had TV. But he was working live events, you know, probably five to seven days a week. So I don't want to hear this part time. They're not part time. They're stars. That's stupid. <laughs> Speaking of Hulk Hogan, I got to mention this because I saw this. It was on Twitter, a message board somewhere. Someone was saying trying to defend Goldberg winning the title. And they had said, well, you know, Hulk Hogan won the title in 2002 when he came back, you know, after all those years. Hulk Hogan in 2002 was like, what, four or five years removed from the NWO at its height? Meanwhile, Bill Goldberg in 2017 is 20 years removed from the height of his career. I, I don't think they're relatable whatsoever. And I absolutely hate it. Hate that's it, a, hate it, hate it. How do I sound? Good point. Kyle's better. back. Better. I'm back. Um. By the way, Hulk Hogan winning the title in 2002 was a disaster. <laughs> I I don't think it was as big of a disaster as what happened tonight. We'll check. Yeah, that, that was just a nostalgia move. That's not well, anything like going well, uh, into WrestleMania with. Yeah, that was post WrestleMania. Well, well, it's kind of not fair because of what the wrestling audience is now compared to what it was in 2002. But if you look, I mean, ratings nosedived when Hogan was champion for that month. And part of it was that Undertaker program he did was one of the most atrocious things ever. Mm -mm. Um, The Goldberg title run will have nowhere near the negative impact on ratings that the Hogan one did. Simply because because, um, there's just not that as much to siphon off as there was in 2002. 
Now, how often do you think we are going to see Goldberg in between now and WrestleMania? There's what we got, what, four weeks, mm-hmm. five weeks, something like that. Probably twice. Yeah. Four rows. Uh, zero. Probably twice. So we're not going to see our universal champion. Zero. Justin's got I zero. I have no problem with that. Oh, for, uh, he's going to be on the no, show. That's, no. You don't no, want to be no. on TV every week. Yes, you do. I no, mean, look it's... at SmackDown. Look at SmackDown. They, they hold guys off or limit guys' exposure a lot. I'm telling you, look at the way. Like American Alpha? Yeah, American Alpha wasn't on last week. But yeah, well, that's, well, American Alpha should not have been on. I'm going to catch some hell for this one, but American Alpha was not ready to be called up to a main roster, if you ask me personally. I, know, well, I would disagree with that. I, just think I, that. I like that hot take. I like I, it. I mean, I it's just I I, the, the revival should have been brought up instead of American Alpha. I think they were the more roster. Ryan, I'm pretty sure you're just the northern version of me when it comes to wrestling. We, <laughs> we agree on some of it, but Alpha just, they needed more work as far well, as characterization and, yeah. and those type of things before they came up to the main roster. Yeah, I talked about this on the show last week and I went to a house show last weekend and Alpha got like the worst reaction from the crowd on the entire show as the tag team champions. We have learned two things. Number one, the Revival's role in getting American Alpha over was completely underrated. And two, um, DIY is clearly a better babyface tag team than American Alpha. You know, I was kind of talking about that house show I was at Friday night. Um, Man, it, it was crystal clear how much better than Gargano and Chomp are uh, in that role yep. compared to American Elf. And I wanted to say, uh, Abby, I mean, my God, I can't believe, uh, how could someone not like Glorious? I, I was watching Bobby Roode's entrance. <laughs> <laughs> and when I watched that entrance, I, I literally screamed to everyone standing around me and said, and I quote, how do you not think this man is better and the, the, the presentation of Bobby Roode is better than 95% of the people on the main roster right now? To me, there's only one person that has a better entrance than Bobby Roode, and that's Shinsuke Nakamura. I mean, it's just... I think Roode is even better. I, I just... I, 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 sec- I second Derek's comment there. And, and I have to... Uh, the whole uh, glorious conversation that came up with Abby was because I had mentioned, can you imagine if Cesaro had gotten the glorious theme where his career would be now like just the entrance alone would have taken cesaro to at least one championship at this point i really hope abby is watching the show or if if not <laughs> i'm gonna have to make sure she listens or watches it later she's getting a lot of airtime tonight <laughs> hey abby i'm so excited for shibata and zach saber jr i can't wait and tanahashi and tanahashi. His hair. No, no 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 don't mention tanahashi's hair to abby <laughs> I'm just hoping that uh, in um, this New Japan that uh, who's is that Tanahashi? Is he the one in the Bullet Club, or is that Takahashi? That's Takahashi. Takahashi. Yeah. I'm hoping he brings his stripper girlfriends out so I can <laughs> we get the Japanese butts. Oh, uh, the bullet babes. Yeah. The bullet. The bullet butts. Yeah. <laughs> People in Japan just love butts. It's incredible. Kyle's getting uncomfortable right now. <laughs> oh, no. I was thinking when we started talking about strippers, I started thinking about something. Um, <laughs> for a different day. But back to this point about being on television every week, I just I cannot stress enough how wrong people are with this part timers discussion. 
those guys are the smartest guys in the business, man. You don't want to be on TV every week. It's overexposure. See, well, this see, the isn't the Monday Night Wars anymore. The it, difference being on TV every week kills these guys. And you had to hop off when I made this point. The difference between now and then, though, is even if your champions weren't on TV, they were working live events, you know, four or five, maybe seven days a week. Not in WCW, they weren't. I mean, you're He's your talking boy, like Hogan. Lion's boy, Hulk Hogan. That guy couldn't be dragged to a freaking house show. Boy, Hogan in the 80s. He's, he's talking when, when you got kicked off, we were talking like late 80s Hogan. Oh, yeah. He, were, yeah, he worked all the house shows. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, your champion wasn't on TV mainly because they, you know, they had that syndicated superstars or stuff yeah, like that. House shows are so different. House shows oh, are yeah, not yeah. what they used to be. House shows used to be a huge profit source in the late 80s. Right. But, you know, yeah, up right. until about like, like end of 89 i want to say i don't know i'm just kind of throwing out arbitrary times but i feel that, that the house show circuit really kind of died yeah um maybe after hogan boss man but um you know now i mean it doesn't matter i mean goldberg not being in the house shows does not affect WWE's bottom line it would help Kevin it Owens if on he was on it but it, it doesn't it won't hurt him not being on it yeah, Kevin, Owens, Kevin Owens is on those house shows I, and I don't think that helps. <laughs> I don't think that helps it. Yeah, I, I don't think Kevin Owens not being the champion will have one iota on how sh- uh, of effect on house show business. Well, do you think okay. Kevin Owens beating Goldberg maybe would have helped those house show that numbers? Been great. <clears throat> I don't know. This this brings back something that I wanted to talk about too a second ago that you mentioned, Kyle. So you said that uh, you know what Goldberg being champion the TV ratings aren't going to suffer between now and mania. And you said that the TV ratings after mania or when Hogan had the title, no two nose dived, but yeah. isn't some of that due to the fact that when Hogan had the belt, it was after mania season when the don't the ratings usually go down then anyways. No, I mean, if you, it was bad when Hogan was champion, I'm talking like April and may, it was a bad yeah. scene, man, when he was champion. But you can't really compare that to Mania season with Goldberg having the belt. I mean, this is like the high point of the year. I know I'm maybe taking a break from Raw from this just because I've oh, got to I got to clear my head of this shit. Go ahead, Justin. You can't take a break because Finn's coming and you don't want to miss that. That's true. Kevin Owens deserved better, though. Kevin That's Owens, he was protected. To me, Kevin Owens deserved to walk into WrestleMania with the title this year. He just, what does that mean? It, wrestling has never been a meritocracy. <laughs> <laughs> it just hasn't been. Like, I mean, what is I, that? Like, you deserve it is like only topped in its in, in terms of stupid chances. Only topped by this is awesome. He he, but uh, Kevin Owens worked his butt off. And he deserved to go into WrestleMania as champion versus this guy who has never been a good professional wrestler. That's Kyle, you don't Goldberg has been a Goldberg has been a great professional wrestler before. Stop. Oh, at his please. Height, at his height, at his height, there are very few people who have ever achieved Goldberg's height in history of pro wrestling. He was a product of the time. WCW was on fire. WCW was on fire before he was in the time. WCW was on fire before he was ever there. He didn't he take him to that level. Goldberg, or he saved WCW from going out of business a year early. 
No, no, no. The NWO had already saved the company before Goldberg had was even moving. Nineteen ninety-eight WCW was shit if it wasn't for Bill Goldberg. Goldberg started in, in like what late ninety-seven, and he was That's a product of the time all. because pe- more people were watching Nitro than ever yeah, before WCW, due to the NWO. The NWO angle was dying a hideous death when Goldberg came about in, in mid ninety-eight. That Kyle was Goldberg came about in 97, a year earlier than that. Yeah, but he wasn't Kyle. put into the main event scene until mid-98 when I the NWO was dying. I love the fact that you defend Goldberg. I really do. It makes our conversation <laughs> interesting. Bill Goldberg was one of the greatest draws in the history of the business. I mean, it was not, a I didn't say he wasn't a draw. I said he was a bad yeah. professional wrestler. I didn't say he was, wasn't a draw. He was well, a draw. What does that mean he wasn't? I mean... It doesn't. It's a terrible performer. I've never seen a good Bill Goldberg match. That doesn't matter if about the matches for the 88th time. You can was Hulk Hogan a good professional wrestler? I I think the case can be made. Hogan is a better performer than Bill Goldberg in the ring. Okay, well, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Perf- like performer. He's got more charisma than Bill Goldberg too. He's better on the mic than Bill Goldberg all around. He's a better performer. Okay, at his height he was, but like Hulk Hogan had shitty matches. He had better matches than Bill Goldberg. No, dude, Hulk Hogan's run in WCW was the worst main event run of That's, any. Human that is like the end of his career, though. What is? Yeah, yeah I mean, come on. Okay, what about his? What about his nineteen ninety and ninety? Well, ninety one, he had okay matches with Slaughter, even though that feud should have never happened. But like. He phoned it in for years. But oh. here's my point, though. Hogan helped bring the industry to the highest of highs. Bill Goldberg walked Hogan. in when the industry was already on fire. He didn't He didn't change the industry and take it to new levels. He kept WCW going longer than it should have. Look at the numbers that WCW was doing in late 98. It was because of Bill Goldberg. I know Kevin Nash, who thinks he's smart. But he's a dumbass. Like thinks, <laughs> oh, the people shitting Goldberg sucks. So yeah, you know, I was I should have beat him at Starcade. Kevin Nash is an idiot. Yeah, that was one of the worst booking decisions of all time. But oh look at the God. look. Seriously, WCW was selling out every dome in America in late '98, despite some of the crappiest television put together ever. And by the way, they never, never when Goldberg when they put the title on Goldberg. They didn't let him get to the forefront like they should have because, you know, we had to have, you know, Hogan Warrior on top dominating television. Yeah, but did the TV ratings go up? No, no, no. I don't think so. Yes, they did. Are we we talking about Warrior and WCW? Because if so, (laughs) this this conversation has gone south. I'm telling you, if Bill Goldberg had not come about in 19, like if he had not exploded like he did in 1998, WCW would have gone out of business a year earlier. Okay, so then how come by the next year the company was on the downswing? Because he didn't they do beat, it. They beat him, and he was gone for most of '99. He was such of a poor character that one match ruined his career. It, it was just because they didn't bring the natural born thrillers in quick enough. <laughs> oh he was out for a good portion of '99, and the booking was just that atrocious. I mean, nineteen night like once you got to May of '99. Uh, in WCW, I mean, it cannot be understated that it was the worst booked program, prof- yeah. worst well, book promotion in history. At that point, it's when the inmates were running asylum and everyone was just looking out for and everyone. They, and they de-emphasized Goldberg right after he lost. He like well, that's because he hurt Bret Hart. 
Yeah, but that was a year after. That, that was another Kevin, Nash. That's another Kevin Nash mythology. Oh yeah, you know we would have, you know, uh, you know we wanted to keep pushing. Nobody got hurt. Yeah, nice try, Kev. That was a year later, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Kevin Nash is never coming on our show. Thanks to you, Kyle. Well, I don't. I don't think you'd want him to be honest. <laughs> That'd be like giving Scott Steiner live mic on your show. You don't want him. Yeah. To you talk about a terrible world champion. We can talk about Kevin Nash till the cows come home. He yeah, was the worst true. world champion of all time. Mm, okay. Maybe for both promotions. Well, any closing thoughts here, guys, before we sign off for the night? Anything we haven't hit on? Justin, anything you got in your notes there? We didn't there? talk about Enzo and Cass tonight, by the way, that match. Yeah. Well, we, we talked about that in the preview, and we think the re- rematch has happened at Mania, so we didn't think the yeah, that was finish of this match really mattered that much, but the club held the belt. Who knows it didn't, did it? The, <laughs> I guess best, right about that. the best part of that match was how fast Carl Anderson got out of the ring after that pin. I, I mean, like he, he booked it, and that that's, you know, guys like Anderson and Gallows, they get that kind of psychology. It's like, hey, I'm about to catch an ass whooping if I stay in this ring too long for that. What I did happen? like that. Good take. Anderson had some uh, killer sick kicks, three of them on Enzo. And Enzo, and this is going to be the only time I defend him, sold that shit really well. It, it was great. <laughs> that is probably going to be the only time you defend him. That's That's a hot take. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're probably going towards them getting the belts at Mania, though. Be shocked if they did. Fudge. Yeah, you know, I want to see. Here's what I want to see happen with them at Mania. They lose because Enzo goes nuts or something, and Cass finally has enough and gives him the hardest kick that he oh, has no. ever given another human being in his life. Let me tell you something. If there's something that should be delayed as long as humanly possible, uh, besides the, you know, nomination of any more Trump cabinet nominees, it would be uh, the singles push of your boy, Big Cass. That you guy. That it, he cannot. Th- that guy is not ready to be pushed as a major single. I'm telling you. It, it sounds like somebody else I know. Who? Goldberg. Oh, my God. Bill Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> This man has oh, gotten done. This is going to be my my favorite podcast of all time. <laughs> Here's the problem: they are setting up somebody who is probably going to wrestle one more match at WrestleMania. Maybe he'll have one or two more. They're lifting <laughs> him. They're lifting him up to the point of being a world champion against somebody else who is a part timer at the expense of guys who are wrestling three to four times a night and who are super talented. And especially <laughs> Jesus is, is Vince working these guys like 1987 and I've missed it. He's, he's working them like Lucha underground works. their workers. Yeah, three to four times <laughs> a night. Does not exist. Am I wrong? <laughs> what? Three to four times a night. I mean, what he is, means a week. Hogan? is this? No, he means a week. Come on. Uh, my bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> is this like Hulk Hogan? I used to work 900 times a year. <laughs> Hulk Hogan like George Washington, by the way, I heard, Ryan. <laughs> You're un-American if you don't like George Washington, Kyle. Oh, boy. I am a real American. <laughs> for the go ahead. Go, <laughs> go ahead, Justin. Finish your thought. Uh, no, it's just it, it's weird to push people that are going to give you 
sales on a night that you're going to get those buy rates anyways? Is is WrestleMania not going to get buys just because Goldberg isn't champion? I mean, couldn't you build, like, wouldn't it mean more for the future to make a Owens and Jericho title match? Yeah, it wouldn't feel maybe as important as a uh, Goldberg-Lesnar match, but down the road, it could mean a whole lot more than just one throwaway match that any, everybody's going to watch anyways, whether or not they have the title. I mean, Chris Jericho's not exactly a up and comer. Hey, you watch yourself, okay? <laughs> you watch it. Don't you dare badmouth Chris Jericho to me. <laughs> Chris Jericho's been one of the top performers in the company for the last six months. He is, he is an example of how to keep your career long and fresh. Reinvent yourself. Every time you come back, uh, I can talk Are for hours. Are we talking about it. Goldberg or Jericho here? Jericho. Goldberg no. is still the same stale. <laughs> you know what? A maybe, tremendous performer. This maybe, guy can do it all. Uh, maybe Vince McMahon is just trolling us, and tomorrow night on Raw, it's going to be a surprise appearance from Finn Balor. He comes out, destroys Goldberg, wins the title. <laughs> Balor wrestles Lesnar oh. at WrestleMania. Goldberg never seen again. There is if no way in the next podcast naked. There is no way in hell Goldberg would allow Finn Balor to coup de crawl on him. There's oh no God. Here way we go. He wouldn't hell. allow him. Come he would on. say, you ain't stomping on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I I don't know what else to say. I I think Bill Goldberg was a product of the times. I don't think he's ever been any good. Oh, and I think it was a horrible decision. Star hasn't been a product of the times. Kevin I mean, Owens? I mean, of course you've got to be a product of your time. No, it's not. No, there's people that take the industry to the next level and save it from doom. Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan. Goldberg saved WCW from death. No, WCW was on top when Bill Goldberg became a star. No, they weren't. They'd already fallen to second. No, Bill Goldberg no, was no. wrestling in late 97. But he wasn't the main guy in 97. They, they were pushing the streak in 97. What's that? You were pushing the streak in late 97. He was wrestling throwaway matches against Mongo. The whole streak was throwaway matches. Until he got to the world. I was on a podcast with a Mongo reference. (laughs) (laughs) The streak did not become a thing until early 90. But when when that Georgia Dome uh, Nitro went on sale, well, it probably went on sale in early 98. Right. Goldberg at that point in time was not by your definition, was not a big star yet. He didn't sell out the place. Well, no, actually, they didn't actually believe it. There's a great story about that, that Meltzer always talks about that, you know, Hogan, the politician that he is, that piece of trash. Um, (laughs) the, The show had actually sold out ahead of time with no announcement of what would take place. Hogan. Because the industry was on fire before Bill Goldberg was even a star. was on fire, but Bill Goldberg saved WCW. He Watch saved a business today. that was on top? What's that? He saved a company that was already on top. W- WWE was beating WCW at that point. That was, I believe, the, the night that Goldberg won the title, I believe, was one of the only two times in the second half of 98 that WCW won the night in ratings over WWE. I want to say WWE Raw beat Nitro in like the spring of 98 for the first time after that big streak. Goldberg had already been being pushed for months by that point. He was not being pushed. He didn't win the U.S. title until (laughs) April. He didn't didn't take WCW anywhere and hadn't already been in the previous two years is my point. 
He saved it from not oh, from nonsense. A year. That's nonsense. WCW goes out of business a year earlier if they don't have Bill Goldberg. What did they have if they didn't have Goldberg? There's watch W the watch WCW from '98 on. They had nothing, man, except for Goldberg. They had the LWO, didn't they? <laughs> the LWO, <laughs> but that, that didn't go anywhere. I, th- I feel it was a good idea that went nowhere. You know, they had they had stables being led by musicians. You know, that was something. They had some awful. Oh the God, rap yeah. is crap tour was excellent. You know, we could save that because we could a whole talk about all the horrible WCW gimmicks in a podcast just by itself. We could for I'm sure. I'm talking about you, No Limit Soldiers. <laughs> all right, guys, I got nothing else other than rambling about Bill Goldberg. So I think we should sign off for the night. <laughs> if you're if you're listening, guys, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Or if you're watching, I should say, if you're listening, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, leave us a rating on there, preferably, preferably five stars. Hopefully, Kyle hasn't scared you off from that tonight with his Bill Goldberg <laughs> love. Um, check us out on topropepress.com. Uh, I'll, I'll give you guys uh, any closing words that you have here. First off, Derek, why don't you tell us uh, where we can find you here moving forward? At Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K-O-V-E-R-S-E-L-L, at Oversell Podcast on Twitter, Facebook.com, slash Oversell Podcast, and check out OversellPodcast.com. The Amazon link, Zero Miedo. Check them out. Good good people over at Oversell Podcast. It's a good show. I think you'll enjoy it if you like this one. Kyle, go ahead. Who's next? Go ahead, Kyle. <laughs> Who's next? Goldberg's no, next when he drops you cannot, you, cannot, you cannot end with that. Go ahead. <laughs> I did it. I will. Who's next? <laughs> All right. I'm cutting your mic off. Uh, Dustin. Hey, Jack Gallagher forever. <laughs> well said. All right. And I'm Ryan Drosty. We will catch you guys next time. Thanks for joining us. Shabbat.